Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, 866-423-9578, 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on another Bible Talk program. That's right. If you've got questions about the Bible, uh, questions about Christian living, questions about theology, this is the place for you. As long as we're dealing with the Bible, uh, we're dealing with Bible Talk. That number again, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, I will talk to Pastor Emery Moss. And boy, do we have a subject today, initiated by Thelma, uh, who, by the way, is a financial officer, let us say, at our church, who calls in to tell you how you can give. Uh, to keep strictly biblical going, uh, she always tells us about the finances, and then all of a sudden she starts uh, challenging uh, us with real challenging Bible questions. One, uh, uh, the last time she called, and I promised to deal with this, is dealing with the canon of Scripture. How do we know that we have the right books in the Bible? And, and I just want to extend it. How do we know in general that the Bible is trustworthy, that the Bible is historical, that the Bible has better credentials than other religious documents. That's what this hour will be about. Now, don't worry. I may not finish all that I want to talk about, so there may be a part two to this particular uh, journey that we're taking here today. And, of course, your questions may come in and change everything, because I'm not ignoring any question you have, even if it's off topic, okay? You won't interfere with my program, and I will allow you to talk about yours. So, Again, to call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Well, it's hard to know where to begin. First of all, let me begin here, that if you go to secular universities like Wayne State University, which I attended for a while, uh, and other schools, you can take a course in religion, but typically... In the secular school courses in religion, they do not present all of the evidence, right? They, they do kind of a textbook uh, book approach. They call their courses typically comparative religion. So they just compare them. Uh, they don't necessarily 
uh, tell you facts that causes one to differ from the other or things of that nature. And in some cases, I, I would have to say that they're like downright biased in their approach in secular universities. Uh, now, you say, how do I say this? Because there's a whole bunch of literature that presents, presents valid evidence for the historicity of the Bible and uh, for the confidence of the text. Uh, books like Evidence That Demands a Verdict, one and two, by, um, uh, uh, well, first of all, let me mention before I, I mention that one, right? Uh, Norm Geisler's Introduction to the Bible, okay? That one, oh, goodness, you just can't beat that. Then Josh McDowell's Evidence That Demands a Verdict, part one, part two, and then his other book, Evidence for Christianity. I mean, these books are out there, and uh, more books than these that support the historicity of the Bible. So, I mean, if you want to know, uh, you pick up Josh McDowell, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, Norm Geisler's Introduction to the Bible, and you'll find out facts about uh, the Bible and about other religions that you won't hear in a secular school. Some of those facts you're going to get on this program today. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423, I mean, area code 866 866- Four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Going to give you a number of facts. Now you can write these down. Of course, uh, you can also uh, just listen to this program again. Hopefully, if it's it'll, well, it'll be in the archives definitely of our programs. But here's some facts that may help you if someone challenges challenges the history and veracity of the Word of God. Okay? Fact number one. Fact number one. Uh, The New Testament is historically reliable. The New Testament is historically reliable, right? Um, In fact, rulers like uh, Pliny, who lived about 112 A.D., Tacitus, all right, uh, uh, give evidence of the fact that Jesus lived, uh, that he was crucified, and things of this nature, right? So the New Testament is historically reliable. Now, uh, how do we know this? How do we know that? Uh, uh, the reliability of the text. Well, if you turn to Luke chapter 3, okay, very interesting, okay? Uh, Luke chapter 3, verse 1, starts out this way. I'm going to play with you, and I'm going to play with my listening audience. In Luke chapter 3, verse 1, it starts out, once upon a time. (laughs) It doesn't. No, it doesn't start out once upon a time. That's the language of fairy tales, right? Luke chapter 3, verse 1 starts out, Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, Herod and Ketrich of Galilee, and his brother Philip, Ketrich of Eturia, his brother Philip, and of the region of Triconius, Licinius, the Ketrich of Abilene, Ananias and Caiaphas, being the high priest, uh, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. Look at all of these names, okay? Does this sound like a fairy tale to you? Now, that's how fairy tales open up once upon a time. Here uh, in Luke, it gives you the name of folks who actually existed. And these are historical uh, uh, personages. Caesar, Tiberius Caesar, have records left with him. Pontius Pilate, he's been mentioned in, uh, in, early, uh, in the her- early history of Rome, right? During the time when Jesus was alive. Right? He was the one, in fact, to... Uh, uh, tried Jesus at the court. Herod, Philip, all these names, Ananias, okay, Caiaphas. These are people who 
have historical uh, reliability. They really actually existed. There is absolutely no doubt about it that they did. In fact, one brilliant guy, who I'm sure all of you have heard of, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Now, the thing about C.S. Lewis, he, was a, uh, he wrote fairy tales. He was a fabulist, right? Uh, in fact, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, many of you saw that movie. Uh, C.S. Lewis, though, was a historian. He was a historian. He knew fairy tales like the back of his hand. And when it comes down to the New Testament, here is a statement that C.S. Lewis made. He says, and remember, he was once an unbeliever who became a believer, confronted with the evidence of of the Bible and of the New Testament. Here's what he said. He says, I know fables. I mean, he was an expert in fables. He wrote fables and myths. He said, I know fables and myths. The New Testament reads like historical narrative and not a myth. In fact, what he would say is, when people told him that the New Testament was filled with fables and, uh, you know, tales, he asked them, well, how many fables have you read? Because they don't start out uh, like Luke chapter 3 does, mentioning historical characters that really, really live. So that's how we will begin this discussion, dealing with the reliability of the Bible. And we're going to be talking about that reliability that stands uh, not only uh, in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament as well. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss on the Bible Talk program. Remember, you can ask me any question you want uh, about theology, about Christian living, uh, anywhere in the Bible that you want to go. I have something I'm talking about, but that does not stop you from launching your very own theological discussion because this is your program, the Bible Talk program. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We're going to go to our caller. Uh, who's on the line with us? Brenda, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I have a question, Pastor Moss. Can you tell me something about the Jerusalem Bible? I have relatives who has that particular Bible, the Jerusalem Bible, and she said it is the, uh, she said it's the closest to the Greek and also the uh, Hebrew text. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Well, I do uh, kind of, um, I know about the Jerusalem Bible. Uh, Mm -hmm. The idea of it being closer to the text, actually, all of the versions are accurate uh, in terms of uh, the text. I mean, you know, King James Version and, and all of them, NIV. Um, what happens is uh, that you, you want a Bible, well, the, the best ones are those who are formally equivalent, where they're trying to match uh, word for word as much as possible. But I would say mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, that none of the uh, uh, English translations of the Bible are, are to be rejected. All of them are, are basically reliable. Uh, uh, I don't like the paraphrases too much because they make it too easy. Rather than them trying to, uh, uh, just like the King James, uh, mm-hmm. the King James translators try to do word for word. Sometimes you can't because there's not a word in that other language, and so you put some words together. But in paraphrases like the Living Bible and some of those, they more uh-huh. or less uh, tell you what it means rather than giving you the words to let you determine it for yourself. But nothing's wrong with the Jerusalem Bible. But I would not myself say that it's necessarily the best. All of the translations out there, 
uh, uh, have things that come in there. Okay, because I was tell we were talking, and uh, I told her that uh, I had the King James Bible, and I was talking. And then I asked her, "So, what Bible do you have?" And she said she had the Jerusalem Bible, and she said it was the closest to the Greek, you know, and the Hebrew more so than the King James Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that uh, uh, people can argue about which is the closest, but all of them are close enough. The only thing to avoid mm-hmm. if you want to uh, get a translation that tries to be a formal equivalent translation is to avoid the paraphrases. And even them, you know, like uh, the Living Bible, for people who uh, have trouble uh. with the King. And, and I have King James. I also have NIV. I have a number of translations. And so none okay. of the translations in and of themselves are heretical. Um, but uh, but uh, the Living Bible uh, kind of, like, breaks it down so much to it, rather than letting you pull it out of the text, they just explain it to you. You want to have somewhere you pull it out. Just like mm-hmm. in, in Genesis, mm-hmm. right? When we look at Genesis uh, 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 19, right. talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, which says the men mm-hmm. said um, they wanted to uh, bring these men out that we may know them. Okay? Oh, now, right, right. Right. Now, what happens is, what happens in the King James is they're translating that word, yada, which means know, but it doesn't mean like, uh, uh, you know, knowledge in your brain. That's talking about actually what they really said was mm-hmm. uh, bring them out that we may have sex with them. That was the kind mm-hmm. of knowledge they were indicating. So mm-hmm. uh, so as long as you break down what those words mean in context, they're good. Uh, King James is good. I have no problem with the NIV. In fact, the NIV is very helpful as well. Okay. And you wouldn't have any problem with the Bible she had, the Jerusalem Bible? No. Jerusalem Bible, no. I have one in fact myself. Oh, okay, then. I'm going to have to tell her. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Pastor Ma. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for calling. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Now is the time to register for an all-inclusive 10-day trip to Israel with WLQVFM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Expand your global perspective on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd to 11th with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com today to sign up for the Stand with Israel tour where history, culture, and faith will converge before your eyes. We'll take you behind the scenes to explore the places you've read and heard about. Pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the Sea of Galilee, float on the unique Dead Sea, and much more. The land, its amazing cuisine, and its diverse people are a spectacle to behold, and you can live it all firsthand. 
Best of all, you'll be with Faith Talk Detroit's syndicated media host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, special guest Michael Lindell, like-minded supporters of Israel, and listeners of WLQV. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, keyword Israel. Eric Metax is here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family, and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air of Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. As we look at the Bible, um, what, uh, how much confidence can we place in it? Uh, is it a reliable historical document? Was it accurate in its translation? Uh, these and other things we'll be getting into in this particular program. So good to be with you call if you uh, have a question about the topic or off topic doesn't matter as long as we're talking about the bible and as i understand we've got a caller on the air who is this again nathan how Hello? you doing nathan yeah thank you for you know taking my call i wanted to ask you about what are the warnings in the bible about taking things away or taking things out of the Bible. There, are there warnings? Absolutely. In fact, there are warnings all through the Bible about it. Yeah, that's something for sure that, uh, the, uh, that the Bible warns us about extensively, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Uh, most people go to uh, Revelation, but before they go there, they need to realize, if we look at uh, there's early passages over in Deuteronomy, for instance, uh, uh, it's where uh, one of the places where we enca- can encounter it very clearly, and that would be uh, in Deuteronomy. Uh, you asked a good question, but and it's all through the Bible. The, the last thing uh, you want to do is to add to or take away from the Word of God. Um, uh, this is what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Here's a good one, uh, one of the first ones. Uh, the Bible says... Uh, now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and under the judgments that I teach you, for to do them, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you. Then, verse 2, it says, You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish from it, that, it may keep, uh, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. So that's the first uh, place that we see it very clearly said. You can find some other verses close to it, but there it's very, very clear. 
And then, of course, uh, that's not the, uh, the only place. Over in Proverbs, in Proverbs, and in chapter 30, verse 6, it's very clear. Uh, and this is something, uh, that is why it is so uh, the, the cults are such a mess, because they do exactly this. They add to the Word of God with their own documents, like the Book of Mormon, which definitely does not reflect the teachings of the Bible. Here, in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, is the other another verse which says, and this is in Proverbs 30 and 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Right? Then verse 5, add thou not unto his words. These he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Okay? That's in Proverbs 30 and 6. Then the last place, and if those don't scare you, right, and make you not want to be a cult leader of some kind, clearly, uh, back in the book of Revelation, uh, uh, this most definitely does it. Uh, in Revelation, I think it's here in chapter uh, 22, you should find it, where the Bible says this, okay? And this is in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 18. Revelation 22, 18. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now, me, that would scare me to death if I was a Christian scientist reading Mary Becker Eddy's uh, so-called document, science, health, keys to the scripture. It would scare me if I was a Mormon. Okay? It would scare me if I was in any cult where they come up with these additional revelations and try to add them in the Bible. So there you go. You're exactly right. Three places at least uh, where you see the Bible condemning, adding to or taking away from his word. Let me ask you this. So the NIV, the new NASB, the Living Bible, the Catholic Bible, they all took scriptures out of the verse. Well, format. that's what people that say. Correct? That's what they say. Catholics said, now, I heard what you said. Let me respond to your statement. Uh, that's what people say. But uh, in terms of uh, the Catholic Bible, it's not so much that they took scriptures out. It's that they added some books, the apocryphal books, which, of course, were not accepted by anybody as scripture. Where in uh, the first and second Maccabees of the but the Catholics added, they talk about praying for the dead and things of, uh, uh, things of that nature. So uh, that, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, definitely that's some added stuff. Now, the other problem that you're talking about is translation, right? How, um, how accurate is the, uh, 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 the translations that we're dealing with and where the translations come from? What we need to recognize is this. And if we look at the translation history of the Bible, um, uh, from from uh, from the Greek uh, from Greek to uh, you know from from Hebrew, uh, of course Old Testament written in Hebrew, some Aramaic, New Testament written in Greek. That as the tra- translation process went on, definitely there were uh, uh, some things that, uh, in terms of uh, translation, were, were not as clear as one in, in another. In other words, all the translators could do was use the documents that they had. Okay, from the uh, copies that went before. Uh, and so what is possible is that we know, for instance, that there were uh, uh, some things that were added in certain places by, uh, by monks. But when they said, uh, we have a passage which talks about uh, 
uh, prayer, and you have to fast at the same time. Uh, so the monks who translated it, they weren't trying to add to Scripture, but their tendency was every time uh, they uh, prayed, they fasted. For them, they just prayed and fasted, so it was natural for them to put fasting in there. Now, what happens is while fasting is, should not, uh, is not necessarily what was in a, a, the Greek manuscript, it doesn't hurt fast. All they really were saying was to pray. So I defy anyone to show that there has been some massive corruption that was done because of the fact that uh, that uh, certain manuscripts, in other words, uh, all of them weren't exactly the same, and there were some minor uh, differences between them. Nothing in the uh, uh, in the manuscript evidence uh, would contradict anything that is taught in the Bible. So if the 1611, the first English Bible in 1611 had the Apocrypha in it, uh, and in 1885 the American Bible Society took it out, which is more credible, the uh, 1611, the Bishop's Bible, the Geneva Bible, all those first, even the Gutenberg Bible had the Apocrypha in it. So are we to follow that that uh, example of the first printed Bible in German had the Apocrypha in it, the Bishop's Bible, which succeeded it, the Geneva Bible, the first King James uh, 1611 English Bible had the Apocrypha. So where do you get your uh, direction from to say it was uninspired if the first English Bible had it in it? Because of the fact that none of the apostles quoted from the Apocrypha at all, uh, they didn't use it, they didn't reference it at all. So uh, so in other words, the fact that the books were around and read and put in Bibles, that's one thing. I have uh, books with the Apocrypha in it as well, but I cannot accept them in Scripture because of the fact that in the New Testament documents, uh, we don't. Uh, they didn't never quote the Apocrypha, and the Old Testament never quotes the Apocrypha either. The only thing that was, has been quoted in Scripture, even though it was put in uh, the, the Bible by, uh, if you look at uh, Catholic sources, uh, and some other sources, but no place in the Bible. In other words, I only believe the books that are verified by Jesus and the Apostles and the other writers of the Old Testament. And we know that the Apocryphal books were written, uh, 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 you know, during the silent years. Okay. After the uh, uh, after the close of the Old Testament, they were written in that 400-year uh, gap, or 100-year gap between the close of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New. So that is why it's rejected, just because they're in the Bible. Okay. In fact, you can buy books now. Uh, you can buy Bibles that have commentation, commentation in there by the Jehovah's Witnesses. I reject uh, the Jehovah's Witness Bible, too, okay, because of the fact that even though they uh, will quote some of the things in the King James. Their commentaries teach heresy. So that's no problem for first, me. But the first English Bible had the Apocrypha but in it. I, I hear you, but guess what? There were Bibles that existed before the original uh, scriptures are what we're concerned with. We're concerned with the, the original Lord. Old Testament. It was produced by the Jews. No, we're talking about we're talking about Hebrew manuscripts, okay? We're talking about Hebrew manuscripts and Greek manuscripts. They were written now, you're talking over me. They were written way before the English came into being. In fact, archaeology substantiates what the uh, true kind of scripture was uh, because of the documents we found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And nowhere in the Dead Sea Scrolls is it contained any apocryphal material. 
No apocryphal books are mentioned by the prophets at all. So really the truth of it is the translations that are, that, that are the English translations that are accurate to the Bible are those that quote the ancient sources. That would be the Old Testament sources and the New Testament sources that were written uh, 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 and accepted by the apostles and the prophets. Not that which was written as a part of Jewish history, First and Second Maccabees, and in their popular books. I don't care what the Catholics put in the book or the English, what they put in English. I'm concerned with what was in the Hebrew canon, okay, uh, and what was put in, and that's from Genesis to Malachi, and from what was put in the New Testament canon. So uh, if you're evaluating it by English, then what I'm trying to say to you is no. that the Bible existed way before it was translated into English. That's the best I can guess. Uh, thank you for calling. I'll sign it. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Amy Musk. And remember that, that the Bible was not originally written in English. So therefore, uh, what is in an English Bible cannot be used as the criterion for what is in the canon. And then, of course, there are many English, uh, the, the correct English translations of the Bible don't contain the Apocrypha, all right? Uh, don't uh, contain any books outside the Bible than the ones that we know. So so understand that. It's got to be something that's in accordance with what existed way before uh, church organizations got together, like the Mormons or Roman Catholics to, to that degree, and put books in there that were not in the original inspired text. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss, looking at a question that was asked by Thelma, in fact. She asked a real good question dealing with uh, the veracity of the Bible. How can we know that the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Bible was translated accurately in all of this? And there are books to read on this subject out there. Uh, and you need to go out and, and get these books. Uh, uh, and I hate to tell you, but at certain secular universities, you might not never get the uh, complete story. And at some liberal Bible colleges, you might not either. But definitely in uh, some of the books written by, uh, you've got uh, Hank Canograph. He's done a wonderful job. Norm Geisler, goodness gracious. Introduction to the Bible. You've got to get that. And then Josh McDowell, goodness. Any apologetic book by him, uh, it's very helpful especially evidence that demands a verdict. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, if we look at the, at the Bible, uh, what scholars have said that you might not hear about in uh, the secular university, a guy by the name of Frederick King Kenyon, a historian, uh, he made this statement concerning uh, biblical documents. He said, in no other case is the interval of time, in no other case is the interval of time between the composition of the books and the date of the extant documents so short as in the New Testament. Okay? In other words, what he's saying is that the when the, when the New Testament was written, all right, in the interval of time, between the composition of the books and the date of the extant documents is so short as in the New Testament. In other words, usually a lot of the ancient history we have, uh, the only information we have about those ancient documents, whether it's dealing with Caesar or Aristotle, were from documents that came much, much later. But we have found 
that the New Testament was written uh, between 45 and 95 A.D., and then we've got manuscript evidence that we found, which uh, dates to uh, early 2nd century, okay, uh, showing that, you know, the, histor- the historical reliability of it is proven by the fact that we have these writings that are written early that reflect what was in the New Testament. In fact, another thing, the early church fathers, people like Polycarp, Ignatius, Irenaeus, Irenaeus writes in 180 A.D., uh, and he's quoting from a complete Bible, including a complete New Testament, and he had all the documents, okay, at his disposal, okay? So uh, the Muratorian Canon, about the uh, same period of time, Muratorian Canon, is a document as well, which lists uh, the New Testament books, okay? That's 180 A.D., so we see 45 to 100 A.D., and immediately after that, uh, since the Bible was spread around and they were making copies of it, we have these early documents that reflect the earliness of its writing. So this is the kind of stuff uh, that you can find in your historical research. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Then the biggest find, now here's the biggest find of them all. Have you heard about the Dead Sea Scrolls? What are these? Uh, These were discovered in 1947. Uh, a, uh, uh, in fact, a young boy in the Middle East. In fact, he was a he was a uh, a Muslim. <laughs> it's a Muslim. He was throwing rocks around in the Qumran community into a cave, and he heard some jars break. His his, uh, his rock had broken some jars. Went over and looked in the jars, and there were scrolls. Guess what these scrolls were from? Oh, not from the Quran. It was scrolls from the Old Testament. That's right, the Old Testament. Um, he told some scholars about it, and they investigated these scrolls uh, from Isaiah, portions of Esther, other Old Testament books. Okay, This was in 1947. And they had, finally, we had ancient documents of the Old Testament. Remember, the Old Testament was written between 1500 B.C. and 425 B.C., okay? Uh, before the Dead Sea Scrolls, we had no ancient manuscripts to reflect their existence. Now, with the Dead Sea Scrolls, we have it, okay? In fact, the Dead Sea Scrolls dated, they used carbon dating methods on it, and discovered that these, these copies of the Old Testament dated from 200 B.C. That's close. That was very close to that 425 B.C. completion, right? And so it demonstrates, and this is what the scholars found out, okay, that the Dead, the Dead Sea Scrolls, in comparison to uh, what uh, other scrolls that came before, prove that for over 1,000 years, the Bible has been translated accurately, and they gave it a good 95% accuracy, okay? okay? Some small things here or there that could easily be corrected. Uh, in transcribing, but 95%. That's about as good as it gets if you get on a plane, right? So the Dead Sea Scrolls give evidence that the Bible was actively translated, and that's the Old Testament, actively translated for over a period of 1,000 years. No doubt about it. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. 
You want facts? We'll tell you some more facts right after this break. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-319-3687. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-319-3687. Chris McCourtney for Salem Surround, the digital marketing solution that keeps growing by leaps and bounds. The reason? Strategies. Everybody out there has all the digital advertising products your business wants, but the strategies you need, well, as a small business owner, you're on your own. Enter Salem Surround. We're more than products. We design a comprehensive digital strategy with the components you can't find anywhere else, branded audio. How about we target your best customers with proven digital tactics, lead them down the customer journey, and introduce them to you tell your story sell your product with branded audio you're tired of digital products being pitched at you it's time for our one-stop digital marketing partner let's talk about your strategy today go to salemsurrounddetroit.com that's salemsurrounddetroit.com There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. If you're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, as we continue to look at the veracity of the Bible. Information, historical information, uh, legal historical information, that shows that the Bible was translated accurately uh, and put together uh, the way the Bible says it was put together. In other words, written by God, using uh, men as his instruments. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. 
area code 866-423-9578. The Bible has been challenged, definitely so, Uh, challenged by a lot of folks. In fact, um, it was challenged even before some of the evidence was found to, in fact, uh, prove that the Bible was true. So you had a number of, uh, let us say, let's not call them lies, but just myths that went around that uh, were turned around uh, through discoveries that were made by archaeologists. One was the Book of Numbers, right? Remember the writing of, uh, of, of Moses, the Book of Numbers, a part of the Torah, the five books of the Bible? Uh, well, what happens is you could, you could say what you want. Uh, it was written, remember, we're talking about uh, the Bible, and we're talking about the uh, Old Testament here, which we're looking at, uh, goodness, uh, back in the time of, 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 of Moses, the Bible, the Old Testament, was written between 1500 to 425 B.C. So we've got uh, the Bible here, okay? We've got copies of it in English. And people challenge, well, is this book really, I mean, did it really exist? Well, they found a copper scroll of numbers that it was made out of copper in metal. The date of it, they tested it, 800 B.C., and it was a quote from Numbers, okay? Moses writing. Now, if we have a quote from 800 B.C., then definitely we know that uh, it's a quote of an earlier document. The reason why it survived so long, it wasn't written on papyrus or scroll. It was actually in metal, uh, giving us evidence that, in fact, all right, Numbers is an ancient document. Because this was just a, 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 a small portion. It wasn't the complete uh, book of Isaiah, of our numbers, but a part of it. Uh, so these are the kinds of things that we find. We're talking about here real hard evidence, archaeological evidence that proves that the Bible is what it says it is. And I'll never forget when the scholars were saying that Pontius Pilate did not exist. That's what they used to say. Pontius Pilate didn't exist. It is just a, a make-believe. Um, uh, he really didn't exist at all. Okay, that's what was said. Uh, and nothing, you know, that the, the Christians could do about it, nothing the preachers could do about it, or uh, those who studied the Bible. But guess what happened? In 1967, okay, a guy by the name of, um, of, of uh, Fable, he was an archaeologist, right? And he was doing work, archaeological work, in the Middle East. And a pillar was discovered in Caesarea Philippi. On the pillar, okay, on the pillar, he was an archaeologist doing his work, it had a statement written in Latin. What did it say? You guessed it, Pontius Procurator Pilate. That's what he was. Procurator, that was a term of his office. Pontius Pilate, proving that Pontius Pilate actually existed. Right. But you had scholars that were saying he didn't. And then when the evidence came out that he did, proving that the New Testament is historically accurate, they didn't even apologize. (laughs) And that happens all the time, okay? Because they really don't want you to know the truth about what is said in the Bible. There's so many different facts that you're going to hear as we continue to go uh, through this, and I'm going down them one by one. So hopefully you uh, will jot some of this down. It will help you in discussions with people who want to hear the truth. Some don't care about it, but still you need to know. Number to call 
area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. If you have any questions about the Word of God, you still have time to do it. It can be off topic. It doesn't matter to me. All I want to do is every time I get before you is to do some Bible talking. So give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with me. And we're going to continue this uh, uh, same vein of discussion because there's more information that you need. And hopefully I will give you the kind of information that you need to be able to at least in a discussion with someone about this, give them the facts. Now, they might not want to accept it, but give, them to them, uh, give it to them anyway, and then tell them to get their hands on books that go into it in more detail, like Evidence that Demands a Verdict, Part 1 and 2, okay? Norm Geisler's book, Introduction to the Bible, a whole host of books that you can get, all right? Uh, because apologetics, defending the faith, is something that's very important to do. Number to call Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Moss. Call if you have any questions of your very own as I continue to look at and give evidence that shows uh, the truth of the Bible, the truth of the Bible. There's a number of them here uh, to look at, uh, and they're interesting. Some of it is archaeological. Some of it is just uh, 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 just plain stuff, right? Stuff that when you look at it, either the person is lying or he's telling the truth, okay? And uh, that's the kind of stuff that we see in many places. For instance, as far as I'm concerned, now, there could be other things to prove this as well, but as far as I'm concerned, I think that Paul did a real good job uh, defending the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I think he did an excellent job uh, uh, doing this, proving, in fact, uh, that it happened. Okay? Now, you say, well, Pastor Moss, h- how can you say that? Well, I think in the language that he used, unless he was just a, uh, just an out-and-out liar, okay? And, you know, it's possible for anybody to be that. I, I think he told the truth. I think he was inspired by God, all of that. But unless he was an out-and-out liar, look what he says. Who would write like this? Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul writes, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, but which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered of you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, that was Peter. Now, listen to this. This is what he said. Look at what Paul says. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Then, verse 6, he says, after that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Okay? So he says, over 500 brethren saw the resurrected Jesus Christ. Now, that's what he said. But that's not all he said. He said something that sounds to me like only a man that's telling the truth would say. He says, verse 4, got to take a break, (laughs) and we'll be right back. 
This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. People find many things terrifying. Pandemics, tsunamis, robberies, no Wi-Fi signal, a cable outage. Add something else to this sobering list. The cancellation of summer camp. A tweet from the New York Post voiced this fear. Can parents survive months of hell as the coronavirus cancels summer camps? The Post article quoted one mother whose son can't attend a $14,000 summer camp. I'm 100% in panic mode. Every father and mother can attest to the unique challenges of this pandemic season. But there's much good at hand. Families need not panic. We can reconnect. Summer hours can be long, but we can redeem them. Tensions may rise at points, but we can practice forgiveness, humility, and character development. We shouldn't despise our children and time with them. We should cherish our kids. This is a time to persevere, to pray, to play. It's certainly not a time to panic. I'm Owen Strand. Alliance Defending Freedom. Protecting Religious Liberty. Click on the banner at townhallreview.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Today is the National Day of Prayer. It goes without saying that more Americans are likely praying this year than during past observations of the day. Foremost on many minds are prayers for effective vaccines and treatments for COVID-19. Prayers for those stricken with the disease and family and friends of loved ones taken away by the virus. There's been a revival of sorts of the expression that human life is sacred. To the extent we heard pro-abortion politicians publicly lament the death of even one person. During your prayers today, please ask the Holy Spirit to grant these elected officials an extra measure of compassion and love for all of our citizens. Those inflicted with COVID-19, those searching for cures, and America's unborn babies. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com politics and religion it's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them why follow their rules detroit has two radio stations that shatter them one documents the rebuilding of a great america while the other shares the promise of the infinite the patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation faith talk detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart the patriot fm 101.5 and am 1400 and faith talk detroit on fm 92.7 and am 1500 all right this is pastor moss back about to give you the bombshell piece of this scripture that um, helps to prove the veracity of the word of god here is uh, uh paul writing in first corinthians chapter 15 right he's talking about the resurrection of jesus christ and he says in verse 6, after that he was seen of above, okay, 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain until this present. In other words, they were still, they were still alive. But some are fallen asleep. Why did he say that? Paul was basically saying Jesus rose from the dead, okay? The proof of it is I saw him, but if you don't want to believe me, over 500 brethren saw him as well. Ask them if you want to, okay? Now, 
uh, even though that isn't archaeological or historical evidence, uh, no man says that unless he can corroborate what he alleges. That's some strong internal evidence of the truth of the Bible. Listen, we've just got started. We've just got started. And we got started with all of this, thanks to Thelma, who's on the line right now. Uh, she's given me something to deal with here for a while, uh, as well as other subjects. So we want you to uh, to call in as we continue this series, actually, dealing with the veracity of the Bible. As I understand, that troublemaker, that stir up of questions, Thelma, is on the line right now. How are you doing, Thelma? I'm great, Pastor. How are you? Good. You see, I'm talking about you, just trying to put you down like a dog, but you're doing some good stuff. Well, thank you, Pastor. I'm just calling again to remind uh, everyone how they can still give during the stay-at-home order. Of course, they can go to our website, strictlybiblical.org, and there's a couple places you can just click on there and start the donations from there. It'll transfer you over to Givelify. That's G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. And there's also a demonstration on there on how to give. And online banking and bill, bill pay and regular postal mail, uh, you just add us as a payee or put in the payee line on your check, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, or SBBTM for short, and use our address, which is 10709 Grand River Avenue in Detroit, Michigan, 48204. Again, our address, 10709 Grand River Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48204. And if you don't have a debit card or a bank account, there's still other ways to ensure that your donations get accounted for. You can just call our church at 313-933-9270, and we'll help you from there. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Thelma. And listen, I won't ask you uh, about a question, because you've already given me a question that's going to take maybe a uh, two weeks to finish off here. But it's a great question, oh, and it's like getting us into a lot of good material. You say what? Really good information. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thelma. All right. That number to call here, code 866-423-9578. But we're almost out of time, but we're not done yet. We're going to continue to look at uh, information that proves that the Bible was uh, accurately written, uh, historically proven, uh, and uh, definitely, truly, it's the Word of God. And we're going to discuss things in detail. Had a caller who uh, asked about the apocryphal books. The fact they were in some English versions. Uh, one thing to always remember about those apocryphal books, they were rejected by the Jews. The Jews rejected them all together because they knew they weren't a part of the Old Testament Scripture. They weren't. Historical documents, 1st, 2nd Maccabees, and others were never accepted by the church as the Word of God. Uh, no, that's just not the way it was. Uh, there may be some uh, added to some Bibles. The church knew of it, and it was read. Uh, but in terms of it being quoted by anybody in the Old Testament, New Testament, no, and the Jews themselves rejected it. Uh, it wasn't considered. In fact, the thing that's so interesting, 1st and 2nd Maccabees admits that no prophets were around. Uh, and so uh, they were waiting for prophets to come and somehow give them some a word that came from God. So all First Maccabees or Second Maccabees and other practical books is just a piece of history. Uh, and this is brought out clearly in uh, Josh McDonald's writings and also in Norm Geisler's writings as well. All right. Well, we just started. We've only just begun. Hopefully you guys know where to be at uh, at this time, this station, okay, dealing with Bible talk, where we deal with theology, 
Uh, we deal with apologetics. Also, if you want to support this radio, this radio outreach, send your donations to P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. That's P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That's what goes directly to support this program, and I appreciate your giving. Uh, also, listen to our services. We're live streaming uh, strictlybiblical.org. Uh, you can find out about our 11 o'clock service on Sunday, Tuesday class. That's right, prophecy class. Tuesday, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, uh, strictlybiblical.org as well, where we're continuing our study of biblical prophecy. Right? So if you love the Bible, then what's the name of the church? Strictly Biblical. That is the place to be. All right. I think I've got a few minutes. How long do I have left, Marcus? I don't know. 45 seconds. That's all. I'm glad I asked him because if not, I wouldn't know what to do. But I know what to do now. All right? Sister Moss, say, uh, talk to you later, audience. Well, God bless you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope and pray that you will tune in the next time. God bless. Thank you, my dear. This is Pastor Moss saying God bless you. See you next time. <laughs> that number to call, send you do call, area code 866-423-9578. <laughs> we're on the air Bible talk with Pastor Amy Moss. Great to be with you guys again. We'll uh, see you next Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.